I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Hey, welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. Today we have on one of my favorite human beings. His name's Graham Cook. If you've never heard of him, he's a very popular speaker, and he really teaches people to walk in their true identity. And there's something about the wisdom and the revelation that he combines to just help you think differently about the world around you. So his his online bio would be um, basically he's a thinker, a strategist. He loves breakthrough and revelation. He's a consultant to numerous churches and organizations. He's a mentor to those transitioning toward a higher dimension of corporate life in the spirit. And uh, he he has brilliantbookhouse.com, brilliantperspectives.com, brilliantTV.com. He is author of over 21 books, and we're going to talk about that today on the podcast. But I thought it would be good to have Graham on because Graham is one of those guys that you can hear from, you can hear his materials, his resources, but is a little aloof because he's very private as a person. And we've been getting to know him in the last year or so, my wife and I, and I just, his stories just bring us so much alive. I thought, man, we need to hear some of these stories where you hear, you see success on Graham's life. He's helped define maybe a new way of thinking about prophetic ministry, about wisdom, about incorporating revelation into your business, into the boardroom. But at the same time, like it's hard to pin him down as uh, in a one-on-one conversation. I know many people are like, I want time with Graham Cook. I've, I've talked to millionaires who've said, is there any way to get a hold of him? And I'm like, go to his event. They're like, no, no, no. I really want to connect to him. But he, you know, he has a, a very big life, but it's also very narrow. And one of the things I love that he's said about himself over and over is that he's very, uh, he's a, he's a hopeless extrovert that God has now made an ambivert, which means that he, he goes well beyond extroversion. And so in the show today, one of the things I love is that we get to hear a man whose gift has taken him all the way into authoring all these books, but before the gift, he didn't even know he had one. He was a high school dropout, so to speak. He never had written anything in his life. And then now he's written, he has a, a daily blog. He has magazine articles around the world for so many different publications and he, and more. And you're going to hear what happened to make this process in his life turn on. So let's go right into the show. Welcome to the podcast today. This is Sean Bowles, and I'm here with one of my favorites, and I've recently been getting to know Graham Cook. I'm so glad you're on today. <laughs> Thank you. I can't nice believe after all these years that you've been my mentor from afar. And <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking lately and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's better in person than even his materials. <laughs> well, unless you're driving me around in a car. Uh, exactly. In Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's referring to the time that I didn't know he was an introvert. And I thought, wow, he doesn't want to talk to me. Wow, I wonder what's wrong with me. <laughs> this is a problem with like, I'm not inherently insecure, but there is that part of me that's like, I wonder, you know. Why oh, I have insecure man. moments. I'm sure everybody does. <laughs> I've apologized to Jesus 14 times since we talked about it. <laughs> oh, no. You wouldn't have known. I think I was 25 or 24 years old. It's so funny. And I'm only like 28 now. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> we just got done doing an incredible event with you in Anaheim. I loved how you guys hosted. Oh, yeah. It was just beautiful. And I just I just think, you know, to a lot of people, because you're, you're somewhat, um, you've been somewhat hidden in your own words. Yeah. And so you're accessible because of your amazing writing gift and because your communication gift, you're accessible. But as far as um, personally, a lot of people wouldn't hear it from more of a personal viewpoint 
what's making you tick and how did you get there? And so part of what I'd love to talk about today as we're exploring the prophetic is, I mean, even writing, like writing from what I was reading in your notes is that it didn't come natural to you. And I've never heard you tell that story. (laughs) No, my mom used to say, Graham never went to school. He just used to meet the other kids on the way home. (laughs) (laughs) So highly educated background. I can hear it. (laughs) I left school when I was like... 16. Oh, wow. And I was absolutely delighted. I, I, I know how it felt, you know, for the Hebrews to leave Egypt. I had the same experience. <laughs> Even this many years later, it's not, I can well, feel I had, the joy in you. <laughs> I, had to keep, I had to keep interrupting my education to go to school. Oh, my gosh. You know, it was that kind of, it was an ordeal for me. I've not got a great memory. And I think most of the Western education is built on your ability to memorize. Oh, totally. It's a repetition. So it's not really a true learning experience. Yeah. And I discovered that I'm a a much better learner in life than I am being a pupil in a classroom. No, and you are. You're you're a great learner because you can not only assimilate it yourself, but you help us too, which is amazing. But how did the writing journey start? Well, I got this prophetic word in 1986 that I would write books and books and books and and that there would be magazine articles and written messages to groups of people around the world and they would become classic writings and <laughs> they would start a powerful movement. And honestly, Sean, the word terrified me. It's like, I'm sure. No. You... It's like the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me. You know, it's wow. Like, Dear Lord, Had you ever I'm... written anything at that point? No, not even uh, a postcard. <laughs> not even a grocery store list a, so you didn't even Nothing. write birthday cards to your friends no i got my mom to do it oh my god <laughs> she had better handwriting that's amazing <laughs> so so you get the word and then how did it start what happened well <clears throat> i talked about it to a mentor of mine because i went to him and i said i've just got this word and honestly i'm scared to death and, and he read it, and he looked at me, and he said, well, we better lose that fear then, because you're going to be doing this. Wow. And I'm thinking, oh, some help you are, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so he just said, Graham, and he started teaching me about how to partner with, you know, what God has uh, individually spoken into your heart. And um, so the first thing I did was, uh, well, actually, I didn't do it. He did. He enrolled me on this writing course. You know. Oh, that's awesome. And so I went along, and a whole bunch of other people in there, and some of them were just as scared as me, so that was really reassuring. Nice. <laughs> was it a and Christian so, writing program or just a normal? Uh, no, like just a normal writing thing, that's you awesome. know, evening. So it, it was just about – and the person had a real love for words. Mm. And she she read the dictionary from you know from Aardvark to whatever zebra, you know. So wow. she read she she loved words, and she said her two favorite books were the dictionary and the thesaurus. Oh wow! So I didn't know what a thesaurus was, but I went out <laughs> I went out and bought one. And but the thing I loved about it was just the way she would talk about words and their meaning, and and if you know. How what words mean and and how to say them and then um, you know it, it'll give you this innate ability to connect with people and she said and I remember these words still and it's like I don't know fifty years later or something she said um, 
people don't remember so much what you say or even how you say it. They remember the way you make them feel. Mm. And, and that really connected with me. And I, I feel like God put that in my heart, you know. So anyway, I, I began to... I began to write postcards to my friends, just oh, saying, wow. hey, I was thinking about you, you know, and uh, I feel like the Lord showed me this, and I hope that helps. And I just began doing it, to, and then really loved it because of that whole thing of how I was making them feel. Wow. And then I began to get, you know, people began to call me and write and say, oh, man, you have no idea. That was just the word of the Lord to me. And I'm thinking, Whoa. So then they began, you know, I began writing articles, just small, you know, like two or three paragraphs. You might call them blogs these days. In 1987, I started wow. doing that to groups of friends. And, and it just really began, you know, uh, moving out of that. And then I started actually training people in a school of prophecy and began turning some of those lessons into chapters because I was fascinated by how could I expand this and, yeah. you know, and, and maybe te I realized teaching people something is one communication, but writing is a completely totally. different one. I agree. And um, so I began doing that in like 88, 89, just writing those down and in 1992, I'd, I'd finished my first book, Developing Prophetic Gifting. And in the, manuscript, <laughs> the manuscript was right there. And I said to the Lord, so I've written the book. I was like wow. dancing around. And I said, Lord, I've written the book. I've actually written the book. Do you, can you see my book? <laughs> I was like super <laughs> excited. And I said, what do I do? That? He sat in a drawer. Because he'd said to me, Graham, you write the book, I'll get it published. Oh, wow. So it sat in a drawer for two years. And I kept looking it out and waving it in the air saying, Lord, I know you're busy in Bosnia and places like that, <laughs> but, you know, if, if, you couldn't, if you got any time at all in the next few weeks, you just remember my book. Wow. <laughs> and, um, and then I went to this prophetic conference, right, and I um, – I'm teaching on prophecy and we're doing a workshop and I picked a few people out and I picked out this woman and and I just remember the kindness of the Lord in my heart towards her. And I just began to speak out of that, how God saw her. And I didn't know that she was clinically depressed. Wow. Um, but the word just broke it over her. Right there, right then, broke it. And I didn't know until a few hours later. You know, and um, and she said, oh, "I'm completely different." And I went, "Oh, well, that's great. I'm really glad." But <laughs> I had no grid for any of that, you know. So, being an introvert, I just wanted to escape the conversation. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then, uh, and she goes home, and her husband comes back from a business trip, and he, he comes back to a completely different woman. Mm. And so he connects with me, and, and, and he's just so effusive over the phone saying, thank you, thank you. I said, honestly, it, it wasn't anything. I just said the words. Jesus did all the other stuff. And he said, look, I'm a publisher. If ever you want to write, think about writing a book, he said, I'd love to help you out. Oh, wow. And I didn't say anything because I'm thinking, I don't know. I don't want to trade on the prophetic ministry. Do you know mm. what I mean? I, want, I don't want to use it. So I, I left it for a few days. And the Lord gave me this nudge and said, what are you doing? I said, about what? 
Is it about the book? You know, I, I just introduced you to a publisher. <laughs> I said, oh, that was you. I, I was really worried that I might be like, you know, using the gift to get something. He said, no. So I, I called him up and I sent it. And anyway, the rest is kind of like history, really. And then I wrote 10 books between 92 and 2004. And in 2005, wow. I started my own publishing company, Brilliant Book House. Wow. But in the 23 years since my first book, I've written 21 books and co-authored two others. And, I'm, and then in all our blogs and articles, they're going all over the world. I know, world. you literally write almost, it feels like every day you might write once a week. I don't know how your process is, but I see your stuff. Yeah, I write all blog. the time. I write all two or three hours a day. I love how God took yeah. something that was one of the weakest things in your life. Oh, yeah, totally. He's so good. I think a lot of Ooh. people needed to even hear the story in the sense of the practical because, you know, we both give words to people and also right. people, you know, who are listening to this podcast, I'm sure they've had words or have hope for words. And when you get a word, a lot of times people just sit on it and they don't realize right, that, right. that waiting yeah. is actually active. It's not passive. I loved how you waited. You went to a class, you wrote postcards, you, right. you taught after you taught your prophetic class, you start writing a manual. Yeah. I mean, that book carried me through in the nineties. I mean, it carried me through for a long time because most of the stuff that was written in the prophetic was so hokey or, or extreme Pentecostal in a bad way. I couldn't right. find materials that were just balanced. And so we use that for, for everything for years as a manual for what we did. Right. And I, I looked at all kinds of prophetic books out there and I realized I didn't want to write like any of them. <laughs> Thank but, God. But my prayer to the Lord was, Lord, I don't like these books. I don't want my book to be on the same shelf. I don't want my book being burned by somebody <laughs> in, in like 10 years' time or totally. something. Well, I want to write happens, something right? that stays around. But yeah. I wanted to write something that everyone would think, okay, that's a standard. I have to at least meet that. Wow. You know? Um, I love the connection. But, but then though. I brought that book back and I ripped it into pieces because 16 years later, it's like, I know tons more. Oh, and yeah. so what was a, a great book then to me is like, dear Lord, I do need to buy that book and burn it. <laughs> you know, oh, totally. Because, I was talking because, to a filmmaker who made a film and someone redid his film. You know, it was like an 80s film and someone redid it. And he's like, that I could have had the technology and the right. foresight and the life experience because right. he wrote the script right. and directed it. And he's like, then right. I could have, and I thought, at least I can do that with my books. You know, 10 years from now, right. I can go back. Yeah. <laughs> but I adored the process of, of working all of that out, starting writing postcards and, you know, God just baby-stepping me all the way through the process. But, but all the time, giving me a love for words and a love for wow. writing. And, and I have read the dictionary all the way through and the wow. thesaurus. Because wow. that woman was such, it was a secular class, but she was so inspiring. Yeah. You know? Obviously, and I still have that love later. of words today. Well, yeah. just, a, just a perspective brief on the whole thing. I just think like, I look at this as was such a prototype to train your faith for brilliant right. TV and everything else you're doing. Right. It's like you, you graduated something that most people don't graduate because of lack of education or experience. They right. just take that as, I just, I'm not worthy or I don't have this. Versus yeah. as a Christian, we actually grab hold of Jesus's nature and become more. And right. you're such an example of that. And I love how we get to hear one of the main ways that God did that for you was in this writing where you didn't have the education for it. And yeah. yet 
for me, you're one of the most brilliant speakers I've ever heard. And I, I don't say that as flattery. Oh, thank you. I just, my wife and I there's just have a very high standard of our lives when we think of you. You know, just like, okay, what, what would Graham do right now? Oh, wait, we're supposed to ask about Jesus. <laughs> right. The other thing I really loved about that whole thing was I, I really discovered that God loves to be with us in all the small actions mm. of, of, of building us up. You know, And I realized that it was the process that makes us rich, not the outcome. So good. You know, most people just think prophecy is like a dynamic shortcut to get you somewhere. Totally. But God never wants us to avoid the process because that's where we get to learn about who He is and who He is for us and how He likes to be with us. And you have to learn this is how God is going to speak to you all the days of your life. Absolutely. He's going to, he's going to use that same voice always so that you're totally you know you want to be that switched on and sensitive to his nature and so i love the i adored the process and i still feel god is with me in the process you know even today we love sitting down and writing together Mm. And and that's the only way i can describe it you know i sit with him and we write together that's why i come on that's why I don't have an office now. I have a meditation suite, and I don't have a schedule. I have a rhythm because I want to sit down with him. This is such an intimate interaction with him, you know? And oh, all yeah. came out of a prophecy that scared me to death. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I, I will add this before we got to go. But I just think that there's a place in people when they hear these kinds of stories, when they hear people that, I mean, you look at someone, you know, from the outside, people look at you and go, he's a successful writer. This must have been his goal. And I love how the process, now that I'm in my 40s, I'm still young enough to realize, thank God, I love the process now. Because so many people go through their midlife crisis in their 40s or 50s because they hate the process. And they just want their destination. I'm like, I don't even care about the destination as much as I care about walking with them now. And you've just, you've laid it out. It's like once you've done it in one area and you've been faithful to kind of walk it out in one area, it becomes a prototype for so many other areas in your life. Right. And you're an example of now you have your rhythm, you have your, Mm -hmm. you know, your writer's retreat, so to speak, you know, the place you spend (laughs) time with the father and you wouldn't have started out that way because you didn't know that place yet. And, but now that you have it, it's like, it's just, it's a habitable place for God in every sense of the word. And I I just hope that people who are listening would, would grab hold of that, that their process, because the destination isn't as fun as the process anyway. So it's just part of it. Right. It's God (laughs) stepping into your low place and making it a high place. And that's really, that's fun for him. Yeah. That's adorable to him. He, He loves it as much as we do. Oh, I love that. And, and that's the thing that constantly touches my heart, makes me cry the most, is he really loves being with us mm. in it. You know? <laughs> wow. Well, tell me this. What's your favorite thing you've ever written? Oh, um, prophetic wisdom. Yeah. Be- because I just had a serious brain virus a few months before where I'd lost the ability to think for a while. Yeah. And, um, and I was in the process of writing that book. And when I began, my thinking began to come back and I had this encounter with the Lord. Um, it, the first thing he said to me, Graham, you need to get back. We need to finish that book. And I wow. said, you know, I was like, Lord, I'm really nervous. He said, by the way, do you like that book? 
And I said, yeah, I think it's going to be a really good book. He said, yeah, so do I, but would you like to write a great, a great one? Wow. And I'm thinking, well, yeah. And he said, okay. So my first day back at work was he made me shred everything I'd written mm. and all my notes and everything. And I was like saying, this isn't you, Lord. <laughs> it's like wow. you're not seriously making me do this so i'm shredding all this thing like under my breath binding him in jesus name <laughs> <laughs> and oh, he's no. just laughing and saying i think he'll enjoy this and then all i know is then for the next eight weeks i took dictation six or eight hours a day and prophetic wisdom is the best book i never wrote mm. i just took dictation Every oh, wow. day. And it's the kind of book that it's impossible to read all the way through. You know, you have yeah, to like, setting. every paragraph is like dripping with the father, you know. And I remember getting it back from the printers and starting to read it. And I was in tears. Wow. And, and then I remember the Lord coming into my meditation room and like sitting down and saying, Gray, read it to me. And I, and I read it to him for like, I don't know, maybe six months, just, you know, um, an hour or so a day. And, and I got this feel for this is what it's really like, that there's a deeper connection still in the heart of God waiting for me. Wow. And so that was just astonishing to me, you know, and, and so now it's put me into a whole different space with the Lord. Wow. So when I'm now, when I'm riding, it's, you know, it, it's just, I can't wait, you know, for, for the Lord just to show up and I have everything ready and, you know, and it's so intimate. It's, it's hard to describe. Yeah. You know, but honestly, I would like disappear from the world and life just to have those moments wow. uh, with him. Now, listen to that. Those of you who are exploring the prophetic with us, think about the fact that the gift that God put on Graham to communicate, it wasn't just a writing gift, to communicate was one of the things that God had hardwired him for, but it took a journey of faith and discovery of intimacy and now look where it's led him. I mean, I just, I'm hearing the words you were just saying about prophetic wisdom and just your process with God going, oh God, I'm jealous in a good way. Like I, I want more of you out of everything you've offered me, you know? And I just think it's beautiful because to me, prophetic wisdom is like if C.S. Lewis had written in the prophetic about the heart of God, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to me, it's a classic forever book that generations way ahead of us will still be reading yeah, and you're right. It's like bite-sized pieces. You got it. You, there's yeah. so many one-liners. There's so many ways that it, it rewires you, honestly. And so I love that the pro hearing your journey in the process. I yeah. so appreciate it. I know our listeners will too. Well, yeah. tell us how to get a hold of you, Graham. Well, um, brilliantperspectives.com. That's our uh, that's our online community. Uh, it's where we blog, and it'll have information on there for Brilliant Bookhouse, how to get resources. And Brilliant TV, you know, a whole range of programs and stuff. So brilliantperspectives.com 
is probably a good entry point. Which is a great. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know Graham or you're not familiar with his ministry, he has an incredible online community and there's a lot of mentoring that happens through both their blog, but also Brilliant TV. We, my wife and I subscribe to it and I often look over at right before we're going to bed and there's my wife turning Graham, listen to this one, listen to this one, which she's, uh, has, and she's been doing this for years and has never been, uh, as enamored, especially when you start Brilliant TV cause you used to be YouTube before that. And so we're, we're going deep and, uh, in the Graham Cook school of life, which has been really good. So I'm going to encourage you to do the same as well. But thank you so much for being on the podcast today. <laughs> Loved it. Hey, Sean Bowles here. And I want to tell you about a resource we have. I have a prophetic perspective on Heaven's Economy. And it's based on my best-selling book, Keys, Heaven's Economy, that we've now released in an e-course that's going to bring practical, biblical-based teaching that's going to help you to go on a prophetic journey over your finances, over the economy that you live in, and also help you to tap into what was in God's original plan and heart for you over your finances and resources. I want to encourage you, especially if you're a person who is believing for great things in your life to come, you need to be resourced. Every destiny has a provision linked to it and attached to it. And this e-course is going to teach you how to access that. Not only is there teaching, but there's prayer. There's a prophetic encounter that I share. And my encounter becomes your encounter as you listen and as you go on this journey with me. So come on the journey through our e-course, Keys to Heaven's Economy. Check it out on courses.bullsministries.com or www.bullsministries.com. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together. Thank you.